Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Subtleties for Stupid People. My name is Søren Uldum, and, and I'm here with... Kayo Yamamoto. Eva. Today we are sadly missing Oliver because he's not here for some reason. We don't know. We <gasps> know. Happened? We hope. We hope. We we're hoping that he might join us, but he's probably out hiking still, <laughs> something <laughs> like that. But uh, today we have a we we have a of course a sh- subject to to go through, and we have acting and actors. And what does that mean? Oh, what does it mean to be an actor? It's gonna be so exciting. Yeah. Because we have so much experience in that. Oh fact. yeah, of course we do. A lot. But first of all, son, now we, you have Oliver's assignment. Oh my God! Would you I'm like doing to, Oliver's job. <laughs> would you like to introduce uh, the drinks for the day? It's maybe the last time I'll do so. So <laughs> yeah, I will. Today we're gonna be drinking uh, Schutz Belgium IPA Ooh. with elderflower and with lemon and with. Guava. Exotic. It's very so exotic. So it's Belgian and not Belgian. Yeah. And IPA, so it's Indian. Or <laughs> <laughs> well, please do Let's do taste uh, it. do the honors. I will. Shit, I don't quite know where the label is from, but I'm drinking a lot of these. They're I've never cr- seen it before. Really? No? I think I've served you one at one time. You did? Yeah. Oh. I'm pretty sure one party. One, I was like, you know, because I only drink good beer. Yeah, of course. Or you know, some, you know, I, I, re- I you know, I can drink a Carlsberg or Tubo, but most of the time it's like Jakobsen or Grimberg. Yeah, it's gotta be quality. It's gotta be you. quality. Yeah. I, I'm willing to pay some more, extra. Yeah, it's for, insane. For it. Ooh, it smells good. The IPA, an Indian pale ale. Can you guys Did you smell? say elderflower, right? Yeah, elderflower. Cool, cool. Well, cheers. Well, cheers on that. It smells very nice. Yeah, it smells so good. Oh, my lord. And tastes good, too. Damn. Oh, my lord. Oh, my lord. You I'm tell, in heaven. You, you, you know, I, I, with all the respect, I have no idea what guava is. It <laughs> sounds. It sounds like a fruit. It sounds very exciting. probably. Uh, uh, yeah, we should probably do some reaches. But I yeah. can though taste, you know, the elderflower and yeah, the lemon. Same. It's pretty good. It's really good. Mm. Very nice. Damn. Very nice. Okay. Well, let's get down to business. Let's get down to business. We are today talking about acting and actors, and then of course that's a pretty big, you know, theme. It so is. we will not be able to cover everything. We are just going through it, like whatever we want to, and maybe talking about, like let's say the most broad terms of the topic of yeah. what acting is and what it means to be an actor. But we can start by asking, Sean. Yeah. Do you know what it? What is the definition of acting? Oh, oh. When you put it like that, um, an actor is an actor. <laughs> an actor, love. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, what is that? <clears throat> I mean, you could say you know, profession-wise, it's of course associated with theater and and you know the last hundred years. Yeah, of course, movie making. But it's like, it's very old. How how old is theater? Let's start. Oh, let's damn. start there. It was in old Greece. That's like it? yeah, in Greece. Yeah, three four thousand years old. Probably it's, maybe older. It's like so old. It's very old. But it was in the old. Uh, it's older Olympic. than. Yeah, it's older yeah. than Jesus. Most definitely. Yeah, probably, most likely. Jesus was probably an actor. 
from Greece. Oh, <laughs> is, that, is, that, is that a conspiracy theory you're oh, having? It he, might be. It was it's just one big con. Somebody started. <laughs> like the New Testament was just something that some guys made up, and they were like, "Okay, we have to go through with this." He got a method act throughout his whole life. So you know, there's of course we will go through, of course, some acting techniques, Stanislavski and and Chekhov, and yeah. you're naming one of them. Might a hidden one would be Jesus Christ. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> Cool, cool. Well, of course, you know, acting is, let's say it's faking, pretending to be a character in a certain story, often yeah. taking form in, you know, live theater, a musical, or of course, movie and TV shows more often than the last few, in the last 100 years. But, you know, it can also, it, yeah, what the fuck is that? I, I'm, I'm treading in, in deep water here. It's, it's very difficult to explain what guess, acting is. I guess it's to tell a story in a unique way by yeah p- pretending quote unquote performing performing yeah um <clears throat> yeah because it's again it's a big subject it is a big subject so so let's say okay of course let's take our way in you know in film and movies so in our territory in our territory <laughs> you know i heard i heard i saw an interview a year or two ago when uh, when I was very disappointing by Game of Thrones, uh-huh. which everyone was. And then, of course, you know, there's some respect for what they made in the first few seasons. And when they were promoting, I think, season five, yeah. which wasn't that good of a season, but it was on, that, that was the height. Yeah, probably. I haven't seen it. Though. You haven't seen it? No, I've only seen the first season. It's a slow season. It is a slow season. It, it, uh, it, I think, you know, the first four, pretty fucking good. Mm. Like, season three and four, that's... That's Some the of peak. the best TV sh- TV I've ever seen. Damn. Yeah, I would put it on par with with them. with the best of Breaking Bad as well. Whoa. Yeah. Okay. It's very very good. But it was also really hyped. It was very hyped. It was very hyped. And uh, and 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 that's also I think you know that's why it was part of why it failed yeah. in the end because of course there was immense hype because the standards was yeah like it is it is still amazing that so many people and you know in generally that Avengers Endgame uh, and Infinity War came out positively for the fan base whatever we're getting off track I saw this interview was where one of the actors he it was quite brutally said but you know in the end it's kind of true Mm -hmm. when you have a director or you know this group of people they they have a project and they want to tell a story or they want to perform something yeah one of the many director's tools, mm-hmm. tool being the keyword here, is an actor. So, so you know, as much as lights and costume and sets and and other actors, one, let's say I'm an actor, I'm a tool yeah. for the director to use to tell his story. Oh, definitely. I would say, though, that an actor is one of the most valuable tools you can has, have or as a director for a story yeah. as a performing arts um, and then of course let's go into performing arts then of course there's songwriting there's dancing and so on and then you can mix it and do an, a musical theater experience oh we love that yeah, we musical love that. theater but you know you know an actor is a tool it's another way to tell a story yeah that makes sense and it is of course you will be in context of you know, of course, what story is being told. Yeah. And then within that, we can get into more details. Let's say we're telling a story about a, what the fuck, um, Lincoln. <laughs> then we'll yeah. probably, we will, we, will ha- we will probably need a lot of white males and uh, probably a lot of 
black males and then yeah. not as many female characters. And there therefore you can also, you know, break down stories and many different ways. Yeah. And of course there's cool. there will also always be controversy to that because then you will probably be whitewashing and uh, so on and so on. Yeah. And that it is a valid topic. We will not get into that today, but you know, it, it is it is difficult to Most what definitely. acting is. So now we have established more or less. Yeah. More I, less. Think we, I think we were in What is what is acting? It's you know pretending in it's it, it's pretending, a, performing it's a, it performing and being a tool. It's <laughs> <laughs> It's being it's being a tool. Well, yeah, it is. Yeah. It's it's another technique. Bob the Builder could just swing you around. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, when you put it that way, mm-hmm. cool. Well, what kind of different techniques are there for oh. for acting? Well, we could start with one that we probably are all familiar with is method acting. Method acting. So, what is the definition of method acting? I have a bit of research written down here. So, Yeah. We'll start, we're going a bit backwards, but method acting, acting stems or is inspired by the Stanislavski method, uh, which inspired, therefore, method acting technique, which was yep. developed by Lee Strasberg and is one of the most popular today. Again, the idea is for the performance to be as emotionally realistic as possible. Actors are taught how to use their own experience to recall a strong emotion from the past. However, it is a misconception that this acting technique requires you to stay in character both on and off uh, stage or screen. So the method is, you know, when I'm method acting, yeah, it is I'm really feeling this emotion which the character is. I am not per se acting it. Mm-hmm. I am actually feeling sad or angry or happy or horny or whatever it is. Yeah, um, which is. In contrary to many, not not many, but you know, to classical acting. Yeah, but it is used a lot. It is used a lot. Yeah. And let's say, you know, a lot of popular actors are using it, you know, Daniel Day Lewis, mm-hmm. which I think in There Will Be Blood, he refused to get, he, he got very sick. Yeah. And then he refused to get modern medical attention. Yeah, because he, he was. Because he was method. Way. Yeah. Which I would say is too extreme. It is a bit extreme. I think it's too extreme. Um, you probably heard this one before, but um, you know, in the Lord of the Rings films, where uh, David Buck, David Buck, you know the guy who played Gimli, yeah, mm. yeah, who was allergic to some of the glue in his um, in his prosthetics. Oh shit! So no, I didn't hear this. Oh, you didn't hear about <laughs> it? Okay, so um, he he got like sick, and he started uh, to hallucinating. So over time, he would forget that the the crew was around, and he would believe that he was in the Lord of the Rings Whoa. universe. So he was like drugged, basically. Yeah, more and or less. he he wouldn't take off his uh, his armor and his uh, and his beard and his wig because people just thought he was method acting. Whoa! Yeah. No, I did not. But know then he this. tried to like kill a guy, <laughs> so they had, to, <laughs> they had to rush him to the hospital. What? Yeah, it's crazy. Whoa. Okay. Again, to the extreme end. It's a bit extreme. But but again, he didn't know because he, he was just know. he was he just was allergic. Yeah. To the glue. But still. Oh, dude. Whoa. So it, it can be pretty extreme to method act. Another extreme example, you know, would be 
which also got a lot of shit, and I also somewhat condemn the shit, but mm-hmm. you know, don't be mean. Yeah. Um, Jared Leto's portrayal of Joker. Yeah. When he was sending, you know, dead rats and and feces to his co-stars and and whatnot. Yeah. You know, cool. It will be. Cool, I, you know, I you can <laughs> see that working in some good movie of the Suicide Squad somewhere uh-huh. in another multiverse, but but. Don't don't no no please don't don't real life I wouldn't accept like in the movie cool fair enough like I'm watching a movie to see extreme behavior sometimes of course mm-hmm. and the Joker is a fantasy of that don't do it in real life Jared no, please don't it's that's kind of disgusting it is yeah and and not okay that's not respectful I, I wouldn't be happy to find dead red I you know I, I let's say you know of course you know as as my source says that you know mm-hmm. it is. Misconception that you know it's required to stay in character. Yeah. But of course, if that helps, I'm all for it. No problem. Yeah, definitely. No, uh, and I've also used that myself. You know, when we shot Imagination. Yeah. And I did my scream. I was yeah. kind of method acting because I was quite down. Like. Yeah, you were. Li- like, like two, three, four minutes before and afterwards, we yeah, shot you, that. Yeah, you said you had a kind of. Yeah, I was like very much down in like 15 minutes period. I was I not happy. I wasn't. Yeah, but I think it was good. That's right, and you stayed in it. Like <laughs> me and yeah. Oliver was just like, okay, it's it's okay, it's okay. Just take your time. <laughs> just just do this. We'll just start filming again, just and you'll please, just please do it again. Please do, yeah, it, again. Please do it again. <laughs> <laughs> just just keep it going. Just exactly. <laughs> but I think we got a pretty good. Let let's say I'm not gonna be too proud of imagination, but I think but that's was, one shot. It was pretty good. It was. I think thinking it's, of it was like our first project. Yeah, more or less. Yeah. Yeah. It was a pretty good scream. I think it's. I think it's okay. It was a great scream. I think it's okay. You, d- you did. So I well. hate seeing myself on screen, and I hate seeing myself videotaped and, s- and hearing myself. Mm-hmm. But that, that one scream. That was good. a dope ass scream. It was pretty good. Then we have, of course, you know, probably as yes, also let's say more actors have probably heard of Stanislavski, or oh. Konstantin Stanislavski. He's a Russian, um, I think, a theater owner. And then he developed this systematic training technique, yeah. which then the idea is to bring a sense of realism to your performance by breaking down the role based on character circumstances. Yeah. Which is, you know, then there are, I believe there are six or seven yeah. feelings. The different feelings, yeah. And then not not to how to break down each feeling or, you know, the feeling that, of course, what the character's circumstances are. Yeah. It is who am I? Where am I? When is it? Mm-hmm. What do I want and why do I want it? That's the same. Yeah. How will I get it and what do I need to overcome? Yeah. So that's more, you know, of course, you know, faking it and then I'm not, not tricking the actor himself, but, you know, what really gets to know the character. How, let's say I'm playing Legolas. Yeah. I need to take down this elephant. Why am I here? And then telling myself, and or not telling myself, but you know, understanding. Why. Understanding yeah. why is Legolas here? What does he need to do? Why does he want to do it? And so on and mm-hmm. so on and so on. So not, of course, you know, then faking it and then acting it out. Yeah. But not as extreme as method. But still very. Oh, no, but it, it's a great technique. It's a pretty good technique. I remember I we we learned a lot about it. We, um, me and Sandstall is still part of. Uh, a local, what can you call it, talent theater performance talent. group Yeah, uh, in our nearby uh, town, Horsens, in here in Denmark. 
which I also was a part of. And we had a, quite a very good mentor called Louise Robinson. And she taught us a lot about, especially Stanislavski and, and, and how to act like that when we did our musical or our small theater performances. Yeah. It was, it was pretty good. Quite insightful. Yeah, we learned a lot. Yeah, I think I, I've definitely become, I wouldn't say a good actor, but I would say a better one. I was better, you know, yeah. after when I had the many workshops I've had with her. Yeah. So uh, that was pretty good. And then we have great. one more. Uh, Chekhov. Michael Chekhov was originally trained by Stanislavski, actually. Mm-hmm. And his acting technique taps more into subconscious mind and shows more physicality. For example, you might visualize an internal need to into a gesture and by repeating the that gesture then internalize that emotion and use it in the performance and then the goal is to show more heightened portrayal of reality Mm -hmm. so that means for example if I'm just really really in love with someone and then I've decided that this character you know there are I think what is five different love languages yeah and then one of the languages is to be touched so I'm so in love with my partner my co-actor yeah. so you gotta be touchy so so I gotta be touchy <laughs> <laughs> yeah but uh, of course you do, it does there is some direction which can be directed to being touching mm. but you know just being an actor just go home to touch someone's shoulder or someone's hand yeah. you know something subconscious like that like you, you know you, you just feel you don't have to say it like you know subtlety is for stupid people like you don't need hey. to. You don't need to wave it in the big neon sign and spill it out mm-hmm. in the in cardboard. But still, you need to use every fucking thing, every other tool that you can use to tell like this yeah, character is in love with this other character. That's really smart. Yeah. Yeah. I think one one recent performance that we both saw uh-huh. because me and. Um, me and Søren and some other friends and family, we went out to see uh, a local theater, uh, an outside theater uh, with Pat Score Summerspill, Ooh. of those very few people who are listening to this know of. And they played uh, f- Fiddler on the Roof. Oh, it's so good. The main actor, Fleming something, I don't oh. remember. I'm so sorry. Yeah, Fleming. I think he used a lot of that. Because he was just like Most always definitely. in character. and he. But his, his tick was like he would grunt... Yeah. Or, or breathe on, on beats between lines of other characters and his own even. Was so good. Would just, you know, oozes out that he's so integrated with the yeah. character. and It felt so real, but yet it was so controlled. Yeah. Everything that he did. Because I think, because of course every grunt was placed. Yeah. Because there's a time to do it and not to do it, of course. Yeah, definitely. He did, he did maybe overuse it, but it didn't bother me at all. Not at all. Well, I think it was very, very good. It was so good. He was, yeah, he was reason enough. Yeah, to just I, I, I agree. It was, it was absolutely amazing and and a joy to watch. It was fantastic. Yeah, and then we have, of course, you know, with within each of these three, and there are many, many other techniques. Mm-hmm. There's one more that we have that I would like to note. With is called Chekhov's gun. Oh, it's not so much for acting, more of writing. Or maybe even a set, uh, set designer's thing, but I don't remember this one. I don't know. You don't. So Chekhov's gun is an exercise. Is um, not an exercise, but a tool or technique. If if Chekhov yeah. places a gun in the scene, 
like oh, on the table ha, or whatever, of course of course yeah. then it means that this gun is going to be used yeah of course this can be like overstudied so that means like okay there's a frame there's a sofa there's a chair don't mm-hmm. if if it gets used let's say someone brings in um what do you think uh, a gun for example of course yeah it's probably going to be used at least as a prop oh my god i thought about this like for two days ago mm? when i was uh, with all of us seeing uh, bullet train have you seen that yet i have not i would oh, very much like to see it it's so good it's so funny i got to see it it looks fun but it was like in one of the first <coughs> shots i was like that's going to be important mm. it was like a picture of a snake on the news and it was just shown in the news and then they just turned the tv off and you didn't see the snake for like an hour mhm mhm cool So I was sitting there just waiting to see a snake. <laughs> <laughs> When it's coming. When it's yeah. coming. What's going on? And of course you can use this in many different ways. One I saw a very very old and legendary comic, stand-up comic um Andy Kaufman. And he he did this show where he just comes out and he does It's it's so weird. It's it's very uncomfortable to see it because he just comes out and you know everyone is drinking, having a good time. It's a bar. Yeah. Then he comes up on this small stage, bringing up these two bongo drums, mm-hmm. and then he does his routine. But the routine is bad; oh. it's very bad. So it's bad jokes. Like out, let's say out of 150 people, like five laugh. It's it's you know the scene of, from Joker yeah. when he does it. Oh, it's yeah. it's like that. But Andy Kaufman did it by design, and then he like and then he starts to apologize, and you can see him being break down and being nervous, and then he like. Apologizes and leaves. Oh, yeah, it's very, very sad. And then he comes back. Oh no! And then he comes back, and and starts to apologize again. From like, um, he was so nervous, and he just wanted to make his father proud or something. And it gets very, very like deep and very sad. And then he starts to cry. Oh, on stage yeah. because he gets so nervous and so depressed. And when he starts to cry, he does this tick like like a snore or yeah yeah like something like that. And he, but he does that on beat, and then he starts to cry more, and then he starts to wail his arms around like he's having a panic attack, oh and God. then he starts to just so happens to be two bongo drums to his left, and then he starts to drum on them, on beat, <laughs> okay. and then he oh my God it's so weird so we, of course you know the the audience yeah. throughout let's say the first 10 minutes are thinking like this is this is a mistake something is wrong yeah. Why? Why am I here? This is so bad. This is a weird experience. And then it was all by design, like to laugh of this comics, like very, very sad and and vulnerable moment. Yeah. And we're laughing at it. It's so. It's weird. That's But of course, th- that's that's another way of, of course, you can using Chekhov's gun. He brings out these Damn. bongo drums. It doesn't use them at all until his last quote unquote joke. Yeah. So. Uh, Damn. Yeah, I should I should show you Andy Kaufman. Yeah, he's, he's <laughs> yeah I gotta see that. Absolutely amazing. <laughs> Damn, he's absolutely amazing. I'd love to see that. So this was a quite short term on you know what is acting and acting techniques. Yeah. So, of course, then we will go through some actors now, and this is the this is the main beef because let's do this. We have a lot of opinions and we have a lot of names to go through, but of course we cannot go through everyone. But of course, we just Obviously. need to start with the most famous one, 
which also deserves all the critic, uh, critical praise that it's gotten. Yeah. Heath Ledger portraying the Joker in The Dark Knight. I mean, can we can we Magical. talk about that? Let's let's I mean, fucking talk about it. Heath Ledger, this I I believe even I don't call me this Australian actor comes out of nowhere. Yeah. Basically, and does all these medieval films and drama films, and then he does this as his final hurrah, and it's absolutely amazing. I'm still studying it for for drama purposes. It was great. It was just, I mean, I've I did see him in one other movie, Brokeback Mountain. No, where he plays a gay. No, hero. no, like uh, before I I saw uh, The Dark Knight, but also yeah, in Brokeback Mountain. Um, I don't remember what the movie's called, but it was something Shakespeare-like. Yeah, yeah, he did one medieval thing. He was a knight. Yeah, right or something. I don't remember, but yeah, I I, I do remember his yeah. face being in something like that. Yeah, and I was like, okay, he's pretty good. And then I saw went and saw um, the Dark Knight. But I didn't know it was him. No, because it's so good. <laughs> and that's, you know, that's the thing. Of course, you know, different actors can bring something different. But there are some yeah. actors. Heath Ledger is one of them. I'm not seeing an actor portraying or playing a character. No. I'm seeing a character being played by something or someone. Sorry. Yeah. It's so good. Yeah, I mean. It's just, I mean, when I'm really, really down, when I'm really sad, <laughs> I just... <laughs> You see the Dark Knight? No, <laughs> <laughs> I go, I go back and watch uh, the Academy Awards, where he's winning the award. Oh, yeah. Oh, but he passed away, and that just makes me, first of all, so happy. And yeah, that he all, won. Yeah, yeah, it's very, won. very. But so sad that he didn't, like, get to see. Yeah, how great he got. I think let's say this was his peak. This yeah. is still one of the greatest performances of all time. I agree. Really, really, it is so good. I and again, that is so sad that he passed away. Sadly, in what was it, a car accident or something? Yeah. It's so. Uh, it was way too soon. I, I, I'm, you know, dreading that we didn't get to see another performance. Not necessarily, you know, as the Joker, but just from Heath. Just in general, yeah. Like, because I think that that movie could have opened him up to, of course, you know, being, with all the respect, yeah. that's not the point, but being, you know, a true movie star and then having more freedom to choose yeah, most, uh, choose his projects. Definitely. And, and therefore also have a better creative flow within them. It's so sad, dude. It's so sad. Mm. Uh, I got depressed. Yeah. Uh, me too, oh, me too. My God. But, you know, again... It yeah, it's an amazing performance. His that scene, you know, the interrogation scene. Yeah. Him just, you know, you can see the Christian Bale is doing pretty good. He's very yeah. very good as Batman. Yeah, but he is. But but Heath Ledger just steals the show. Absolutely steals the show. I mean, that perform is so energetic and kinetic. Yeah. And I just, I I love to hate him. <laughs> same. And this and the same, you know, also because. As much as Heath, but also, you know, the Joker, he knows exactly what he is in terms of, you know, being the opposite, quote-unquote, yeah. of Batman, which he definitely is. It's very, very, very... It's so well-made. 
and yeah, like and that's so sad. It's a great portrayal. It's a great like, portrayal, and I'm having a hard time, you know, comparing mm-hmm. because let's say because I really, really also loved Joaquin Phoenix's job as as the Joker in, yeah, in 2019. Was, yeah, but it's but that's two different things actually. It's totally different. It's also like a different story. Agreed. Uh, obviously, agreed. of course, yeah, and of course, <laughs> you know, you know, Joaquin, he had much more screen time, and yeah. he was the main character, and Heath was not. He was just a, an antagonist, you know, yeah. just so and so, but whatever, you know. But Joker was also trying to tell a different story with the Joker. A- exactly. Yeah, I agree. So it's. It's not I fair to compare. No. You you can, you can, and I think it's valid also to compare what you can. But in the end, it's like you know, okay, who's the better fruit, banana or orange? Yeah, two different things. Then you find out, okay, orange is a citrus fruit, and banana is a berry. It's fair, but not fair. I see. Yeah, that I get it. Yeah, yeah, that was a weird, weird analogy, but you get my point. <laughs> I, get, I get your point. You get my point. I'm there with well, you. Well, let's not be depressed anymore. Let's go along to a much more fun movie and still a great portrayal. Oh. I would like to talk a bit about Christoph Waltz from yeah. Django Unchained. Oh. Hans Landa. This, this scene, the opening scene from that, where he mm. just, you know, he goes to interrogate, you know, the milk farmer. Mm-hmm. I still just watch that. Just, just that one scene. It's also a great scene. Uh, let's say... It, not only is that a great scene and a great example of, you know, what uh, Hitchcock's bomb theory mm-hmm. and how to portray and use that, but also, I mean, Christopher Walsh is having a blast. He's, <laughs> he's having so much fun and he's enjoying it. Yeah. Like just being this powerhouse. And in the movie, he's also a powerhouse. Yeah. You know, the strudel scene? Uh-huh. Um, you yeah, remember? Yeah. I still don't know if Hans Landa knows. If, if... Um, that Yolanda or what her whatever her name is oh, is that remember. Jewish girl? Yeah, yeah. I you know I think it can be played both ways. Hmm. Either he knows or he doesn't. But I have no idea. Wait, I never thought of that. Yeah, right. It's oh my god, that's it's damn. So oh yeah, like, because it, you know it's it is her. Yeah, this Jewish French girl who left the only survivor of her Jewish family. Uh-huh. And and he plays it like he does know or he know it, he, the the way he uses pauses. Yeah, is very good. It's hard to figure out. Yeah, and also in unintentionally, but also quite intentionally, made one of the funniest movie moments <laughs> with the Italian accent <laughs> with Brad Pitt. <laughs> oh my god, that is so good. But it's genius. Buongiorno. It's so. It's <laughs> and then of course you know of course he knows Italian. Yeah. Like why not? Of course. It's so cool. Whatever. Like, of course he does. It's so cool, but it's so... I would not say goofy, but it's funny. You know, in... in, I could understand why you would use the word goofy. I wouldn't say it's right, but I understand it. Yeah. And I somewhat agree. It's just too good to be true. Exactly. But uh, exactly. again, there's also, you know, a, a nod to the writing from Quinton. Like, he yeah. is... Hans Lada is a mad powerhouse. And... You could say that, yeah, he loses in the end, mm-hmm. but he also wins because he only lost because he gave himself over because he didn't believe, you know, in, in the Nazis. Yeah. And he gave himself over. So. I see. Yeah. Very, very, very great portrayal. 
But do you have any? Uh, do you have any other performances that you'd like to talk about? Oh damn! Or you right know any spot? Um, any any other actors or actresses like some performances? Oh damn! Um, I actually don't know. You don't know right now? No, I don't think so. Not. I have a performance. That yeah. I would like okay. to You can you can think about it. Yeah, I'll I'll just think about it. I think, you know, it is a very popular heartfelt teen movie, uh-huh. and you know, but I think that Jennifer Lawrence did an amazing fucking job in The Hunger Games. Oh, trilogy for some something, quadru- quadrilogy. Yeah. yeah, you can say whatever. You know, I I still I actually think the first movie is very fucking good. Oh, I think it's, it's very very. It's good. a classic. I think Catching Fire is okay. It's no, but I'm, it's okay. It's okay. Marking Jane, mm, yeah, mm, okay, yeah, whatever. But We're through and through, page. Jennifer Lawrence, I just watch her because I believe her. Every oh, definitely, second. she's so good um, and convincing. Exactly, I believe her. I I'll, I'll I, trust her. With have you life. seen Have you seen the movie that got that got her? I think what was it? Um, an Oscar? What was it? Silver Linings Playbook? Uh, no, so, I haven't seen that one. You you know what I mean? Yeah, I, I think it was mean. with Bradley Cooper. Yeah, that's what she got an Oscar for, and everyone was like, "What? Not for Hunger Games?" Because I think it came out like the same year. Yeah, or something. So that's also very very good. She's just so talented. But back, of course, you know, to the Hunger Games, her portraying, you know, Catching. stress, yeah. PTSD, is very oh my god! It's so heartbreaking. This the scene where where in Catching Fire where they all get called back, but the winners yeah. only, and 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 she has this panic attack and goes out in the woods. Mm-hmm. That's so sad. It's so sad. I get so depressed when I see that. Oh, it's so long time ago. I watched that movie. It's a, it's a, it's an okay movie. I recently watched like the first Hunger Game, mm-hmm. but it's been so long since I've seen the other three. The other three. Yeah. Because the first one just speaks to me more. I agree, but yeah, yeah. yeah. I I think you know it's 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 a very hyped teen fraud movie, but I it think is. it's very very good, and it it has something to say about society in general. But we're, but we're definitely it's, it's not, a classic. Not not writing right now. We'll get to that another time. Um, but yeah, again, the acting. Yeah. I think she's doing very well. She's more or less actually all of her performances I've ever seen. Like I th- I think. When she did American Hustle with Bradley Cooper, Christian Bale, I think she was Christian Bale's lover or yeah. wife or something. I think she had just had a blast. Yeah, like they had a line like "We fight and we fuck, and that's what we do." <laughs> <laughs> like, what? What an amazing line! But I just believe her because that yeah, to pull that off, <laughs> it was just <laughs> so. It was. It's. It's a goofy line. It's a it's weird amazing. line, but it's. It's acted, of course. You know, acted. Yeah. Out very very well. Oh, uh, did you see uh, the movie she made called Mother? With the robot or no? With um, Javier Bardem. I mean, I haven't seen the movie, but I saw I saw a scene where her baby is taken from her, and she told the press in an interview that that was the most devastating role she ever played. Of her lo- losing a child. Yeah. That's so she would never accept a role again that put her through what that role did. 
So that was probably method acting. That was she, she used massive method acting. Well, it doesn't sound that fun. Was so crazy. Oh, I watched the scene and it was terrible to watch. <sighs> yeah, yeah. You know when you watch a scene and and you just you know the director he just takes you in your hand like this is what you're meant to feel. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> but again, when when I'm supposed to feel something so depressing or disgusting, ugh. but again, props to him for making me feel like that. Yeah, definitely. It's it's yeah. Speaking of horrible. Losing a child. Mm-hmm. I think we could talk about Meryl Streep in Sophie's Choice and oh Meryl God. Streep in general because she has had a, a whoa, what a career! Career. She's acted in so many, so many projects, and we can talk about you know Sophie's Choice oh, uh, yeah. when she portrayed I think this Polish woman mm-hmm. where she then has to choose between, between his son, her son and daughter. Yeah, I mean. Which one's going to die? Yeah, who who you have to choose. I think when we did when I was in school and when when we had of course religion or you yeah. know faith mm-hmm. was the, was the subject or the term the class, and then we we of course had to discuss evil. Yeah, and then Definitely. my teacher brought this scene up. Like, is this evil? What is this the most evil thing that you could do to another person? To another person. Yeah, and uh, um, I don't know. But it is definitely a compelling argument. Oh, it's in the top ten. And then, in terms of acting, for the actress, the yeah. mother, to to have that mindset of course, okay, let's break this down. What what is she feeling? Mm-hmm. Why is she feeling? How did she end up there in the first place? The confusion, the anger, the the sadness, the depression, the anxiety. Yeah. And stress, of course, because she has to choose right now, or they will choose for her. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Very, very well. There's a there's a similar choice. I, I read a book. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of Game of Thrones, I read one of the books. I don't remember which one. Um, but it this is a lore book, so it's mostly based on what happened in in not in the current timeline or you know the main timeline, but it's a lore book about where. Two murderous assassins. They break in mm-hmm. with into a mother's home, and then they kidnap her, her two daughters, uh, sons. Oh, and then she has to choose also who is dying. No. Yeah, and then of course you know she's the queen mother or the queen, so which means that the, her eldest son is supposed to be the king. Yeah. But the youngest one, which is the one that she actually in the end chooses because she has to, or or they will kill everyone. Damn. And then they end up killing the oldest one. Mm-hmm. And then they tell the little one, your mother wants you dead. Right as they kill the, what? Old, the, the eldest one. Oh my God. No. That's fucked up. What the... F- I think that they are portraying this. I don't know. Yeah, but... I think they're portraying this in this upcoming uh, upcoming version of Game of Thrones spin-off series, House of the Dragon, which is coming oh. out next week. Not of course, n- not necessarily this scene, but no. But it's a reference. I think this might be in this first season or the second season, maybe. Damn, I'm looking very forward to it because damn, that's a tall order for an actor. <sighs> that's crazy. <laughs> what a subject. I mean, well, 
But again, Meryl Streep. Yeah. <laughs> like Mamma Mia. Mamma Mia. <laughs> that's a goofy movie. That's You that's, know, I'm sorry, that's not a reference to Disney. It's a goofy movie, Mamma Mia. I, I still don't get it, but I'm, it is. It's, a, it's a bit of a guilty pleasure. It is. Like, Mamma Mia was the first ever musical I saw. Was it? Yeah. Really? It was. And I, I remember asking my mom, what is this movie? And she just said, that's for people who like singing. Now that you say it. And then I was like, oh my God, I want to be in Mamma Mia because I like singing. Have you done Mamma Mia? <laughs> no, I haven't. You haven't? I haven't done Mamma Mia. I was very close to do to to go to an audition myself in Copenhagen when they did it. For Mamma Mia? Yeah, just as an ensemble or choir. Oh my God. Where didn't you go? It's in Copenhagen. I have yeah, work but to it, do and I want to be here with you guys. But it's Mamma Mia. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm, I'm not that in love with Mamma Mia. It's a guilty pleasure. It's weird. And I think Meryl Streep does. She knows, again, what movie she is in. Yeah. She knows exactly how, how much comedy and how much drama. I think it's a bit too dramatic sometimes. You know, her and what um, James Bond character. Uh, yeah, actor, James Bond. Um, yeah. What the fuck is called? Pierce Brosnan. Uh, yeah. I think they do it a bit too dramatic sometimes. Um, yeah, the winner takes it all scene. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> it's, it's a bit, okay, r- relax. Calm down. But again, it's still entertaining yeah. because it's a bit fun. It's like, oh my, like they're almost swooning over each other. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah, it's, it's, mm. <laughs> it's a main I reason to go to Greece. I can't quite express my feeling about towards Mamma Mia because I don't think it's necessarily a good movie, mm-hmm. but <laughs> I'm so entertained by it. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's weird. Yeah, no, it's a weird yeah, film. I feel, I feel the same. I and, the same. and, you know, I, I, I will say I haven't, I have not seen the stage production, which, you know, it's, no, it's me neither. original. Me neither. But. I'd love to. I'd, I would love to. Hmm. Did you think of uh, of any anyone, anything? I mean, the only one that I really could think of was Alan Rickman <coughs> in, as Severus Snape. Alan Rickman in general. In general, like he's so suave, <laughs> isn't he? I think he is. Yes, he is. Yes. Ah, that was a bad. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and call off Christmas. Oh God. Oh God. But especially in in the last three Harry Potter films. Potter films. Yeah. yeah. I also think that he got a bit more screen time there, and yeah, definitely. I don't think he was so much of a character. In the first three, Yo, yeah, he was there, but he like, was just there. Like in the first one, it was kind of about him being the bad guy, but he wasn't the bad guy in the end. But yeah, mm, but he, I, I don't. Yeah, but he didn't. He didn't get much to do. That's no, uh, that, that, no, that's no, what no, I'm no, saying. No. Yeah, okay, no, no, okay. He yeah, was he was the bad guy, but he 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 didn't have much to do. No, in the right. first three films, that's right. Um, he had well, not even the fourth, did he? He didn't have that much, but. His character was put more into it. Yeah. Into the plot. But then in the fifth one... I don't, I'm not complaining, but I just noticed that... Like, okay, when you know, when I'm studying and analyzing yeah. Harry Potter, mm-hmm. in terms of Snape and Alan Rickman, yeah. he didn't have much to do in the first half. That's a little sad. Mm. But again, I think... But I think the story still worked out, like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like again, that like the scene when he stumbled, which I think it's a, it's a movie only thing. Mm-hmm. But when he stumbles on, you know, um, Lily's dead body, 
Yeah. In in oh. I mean, I just get hit by a brick wall, and it's so. Alan Rickman sells that so yeah, well. It's, it's not okay. so sad. It's not okay. Of course, you know, I would say that the music is 40% of it. But again, yeah, but uh, but also just his performance is amazing. Alan Rickman, especially in that last movie. Yeah, when he, well, of course also when he dies, you know, just oh. before you know the sequence like when that line you have your mother's eyes. Yeah. It's for like whoa, the okay. seventh time. He he he's he he actually loves him or some or he is, you know, a good guy. Yeah. And you just believe it because he's been holding it back so much. Yeah, it was not okay. Yeah, it was not it was okay. Not okay. <laughs> it was ooh. Oh. Very well done, Alan Rickman. May you rest oh. in peace. I am so May sorry to not see more projects peace. from you. Sadly. Yeah. Well, uh, that was a good one you brought up. Oh, thank you. Yeah, thank yeah, you. yeah, yeah. I would like to talk a bit about Tom Cruise. Oh. Because Tom Cruise. I don't think necessarily that he is an amazing fucking actor. Mm-hmm. I think he's good. I think like I just saw I just saw Fallout recently yeah. and I saw Jack Reacher for the first time actually. Mm. I haven't seen that one. Fallout. He's playing this character he's been playing for the same year, 20 plus years. Yeah. Um uh, Ethan Hunt. Mm-hmm. And and it's a good performance. I love it. I believe it. And Believable character, generic, cool, main character guy yeah. being a spy, action hero. Yeah, I don't have no problem with that. And then I see Jack Reacher, which of course, you know, is an action-based, bit of a soldier, military guy in, you know, an urban environment, yeah. being an action hero. Although there, he's a bit more rough. He has He hasn't as much... You know, difference or problems with killing anyone. Mm. The problem, the the problem being, or the point I'm trying to make here is, <laughs> I didn't see that much of a difference between Ethan Hunt and Jack Reacher. Yeah, I did see something, but not that much. Um, I I don't want to shit on Tom Cruise because I actually do look up to him as a filmmaker in general. Yeah, he's and I also do great. think he's he's a pretty good actor. Like I think Fallout is just an amazing action movie, and I think everyone should study that as yeah. much as you know some Hong Kong action films and some other. It's so good, um, and also of course you know the thing that they are doing most of the stunts for real, and he is doing it themselves, mm-hmm. yeah. which brings us to a topic like. Actors doing stunts themselves. <laughs> Are we going to talk about this? We're going to talk oh. just just shortly about this. Because I think it's very, very difficult. Mm-hmm. Because purely, you know, as as a moviegoer, as a fan, yeah. I would like to believe that all the time that the actor is doing the stunts. Yeah. I really do. Because I then ten, to- ten times more believe that... This is the character. This is not someone wearing wearing a mask or a, you know a CGI face replacement is being done or something like that. Yeah, I much more believe that this is the character, and it breaks me every time when I see they're trying to hide it. Yeah, uh, especially especially when it's too, you know, obvious. Obvious, yeah. Um, being a filmmaker and have studying film behind the scenes, I also see why it is a pro that you would have your actor do the stunts because 
then you can sell it much more easily because you can have your actor doing the stunts and then you can get probably the one frame or composition that you want to make yeah. or the best one in that, you know, of course, specific circumstance. Yeah, I see. For a business perspective, mm-hmm. I can see why producers are fighting to not get their actors injured because that's yeah. that's a lot of time and a lot of money being used to not being in production because Chris Evans broke his arm punching the Winter Soldier. Yeah. I, I can... Mm, I can see that. I can definitely see that. And also, you know, you don't want to put like 200 people out of a job because now production now just stopped. Yeah. Yeah. Which, uh, for example, happened in Fallout. Yeah. With Tom Cruise. He, he did this jump over, you know, a canyon of two buildings. Yeah. Like this crevice. And then he was he was never meant to do to make it, so he was always meant to slam into the side, but then he he ended up breaking his ankle. Oh wait, yeah, you told me this before. Yeah, yeah. he ended up breaking his ankle, and then production stopped for like half a year, or something like that. That's right. Yeah, but like very long, like enough to to Rebecca Ferguson to get pregnant. Oh my god. <laughs> and then then coming back when production started again, being pregnant, shooting the last. The last uh, was a few months of, yeah. of production, so holy shit. Yeah, I I can see why studios want. That. Of course, you know, in that circumstance, Tom Cruise is also a producer, yeah. and I also even think that he's an executive producer. Definitely. So that means that he has power of, of how you know the movie is being produced, and though and then he can say wh- whatever he says goes more or less. Of course, mm-hmm. you know, there's other people's opinions, but. His yeah. opinion is way larger than if he was not, if he was, if all due respect, just an actor. Yeah, definitely. Because if you're just an actor, you're just another tool in the end. I agree, I agree. But yeah. if you're a producer... You, you got a lot more to say. You, ha- you have something to say. Yeah. You have, you have, your, your opinion is much more it's valid. valid. <laughs> we agreed on that. Damn. <laughs> What, what what do you think? I, I mean, I, it's uh, it's difficult. Every time I think about actors doing their own stunts, I just get an image of Viggo Mortensen ah. just kicking the helmet <laughs> and breaking his toes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know why, mm. but that's. The I wouldn't first say thing. that's a stunt, but you know, but but, it, but still, he broke two toes. I think it qualifies as a stunt. He broke what he was his, his three, little three toes. Was it three? I think it was three toes. I mean, uh, I gotta hurt. One of my favorite screams, also. Yeah, in movies, yeah. because it's real. It's real. <laughs> it's so real. I mean, poor Vigo. Yeah. Did you know my neighbor over here? No. What is? Um, Viggo Mortensen's cousin. What? Yeah, that's right. For those of you who don't know, Viggo Mortensen <laughs> is actually a Danish actor. He he can speak, I think, many many different languages: Danish, yeah. of course, and then English, of course, but also Norwegian. Yeah, he's just Swedish, talented. German, Italian, Spanish. I think that's it, but something like that. That's a lot. But that's still a lot. But but in the end, he is Danish. Yeah. And your neighbor. Is the cousin. My neighbor is the cousin of of Vico Would you like a biscuit or something? <laughs> <laughs> don't use what? Don't use that against me. What? That's cool. That's freaking awesome. That's freaking awesome, man. I was my jar dropped. Yeah. Boom boom boom. Yeah. Whoa. Like 
you know, the classic genie from Aladdin drop. Just, it was magical. Cool. Yeah. I, okay, just for fun. <laughs> we, we, we're going in a bit of a tantrum here. <laughs> I once was, a, what do you call it, an extra. Yeah. On Netflix's The Rain. Mm. Um, I think... I don't remember which episode, but I am I am visible. My 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 back and my legs are visible oh my God. for a moment. And there was this um they did this I think weapons expert. Yeah. He was uh he was flown in from Britain or something because they're just walking with weapons and then they needed real guns for some reason. <laughs> Not prop guns, but real guns. Obviously. Yeah, I don't know why. Because um, it's Netflix. Yeah, it it it, it was a, it was a whole thing, <laughs> <laughs> and and he, I believe, was what the fuck, was also the weapons expert or a consultant at the time for Pirates of the Caribbean. Oh, damn! So I shook hands. I sh- I shook his hands because I was of course interested, and I you know halted pro- production more or less because I yeah, was definitely. just peeking around and excited to be in a real movie set. Real, 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 but you know. Yeah, but. Mm, of course, so so I just spoke with him, chatted with him, and then he said, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." And then he, he did, he talked, he taught me a lot of things about you know, um, what you know, weapons expert. Yeah, and it was guns in that uh, in in the rain, and That's yeah, I so shook cool. his hand, and he and then that means I shook someone's hand who's also shook Johnny Depp's hand because he provided the salt. That's that. fucking crazy! <laughs> oh my god, that reminds me. Do we have another story? <laughs> Let's let's do it. Come on. <laughs> okay, so so it's it's a blooper from um from Pirates of the Caribbean where Johnny Depp is picking up a peanut with a fork, but then it breaks and then he gets upset and saying, "Can we get a stuntman to do this?" And it was <laughs> and it's the most hilarious blooper <laughs> I've ever seen. <laughs> I just I just realized that it was <laughs> It's <laughs> so funny. So pick up this peanut with a fork. Yeah, and then it just splits in two, <laughs> and then he's just like, "Oh my god!" And then he's. You know, I can definitely him. relate to that feeling. Like, <laughs> nah, no, 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 f- no way. No, please don't. Just no. Yeah. Don't don't do bad ideas intentionally. <laughs> <laughs> it was really relatable. Cool. Well. We've talked about some actors now. Do you want some more actors? Or actresses? Actresses. Actresses. We have we have a lot. I think okay. Just small hot take. Uh-huh. I think Helena Bottom Carter, the wife of uh, uh, Tim Burton. Yeah. And you know uh, Oh yeah. I often collaborated yeah. with him. I think she's so fucking underrated. She's talented. She is damn. Oh my god. Yeah. I have. I agree. I agree. Her, her performances in, you know, Edward Scissorhands. No, not uh, not Edward. Um, what the the barber on yeah, Elm ba- Street? Barber Flea Street. Flea Street. Yeah, it's the Nightmare. Yeah, Elm sorry. Street. Yeah, <laughs> Flea Street. But and you know, uh, uh, of course, in Harry yeah, Potter Sweeney movies, Todd. Sweeney Todd. Yeah. Uh, the Crown, which I'm rewatching now. I think. Oh, she is Wasn't so. Was she in uh, Corpse Bride as well? Sorry. Corpse Bride. I don't know. What Was that she is. in that one? Sorry, that's the that's the uh, Tim Burton movie, with uh, you know the stop motion, where he's Corpse Bride. Yeah, Corpse Bride. You haven't heard of Corpse Bride? Oh, Corpse Bride. Yeah, Corpse Bride. I have. Uh, it says something. About, uh, no, sorry. No, I don't no, know. no. But it says okay. it brings something. Okay. Up. 
It's okay. Yeah. In general, I, you know, I just think, again, I, I'm watching a character being played by an actor, yeah. not an actor playing a character. It's so good. She was also in Les Miserables. Again, yeah. she's just, and you know, you can Phenomenal. just see, and she enjoys it. I, she's having a blast. Yeah, she knows She's what having she's so doing. much fun. She's amazing. It's very, Damn. very good. I think, you know, also it brought up something. Um, I just saw it, Grey Man. Yeah. But just, just uh, I haven't few. seen that one yet. Mm. Is it is it worth? I think it? it's worth because I'm mostly studying it. Yeah, okay. But, and one of the things that I th- that I figured out, you know, to all of his credit, I think yeah. Chris Evans' p- portrayal of Captain America in the MCU, um, uh, what they call yeah, the MCU. MCU. It's it's very very yeah. good. I think he does an amazing job. Definitely. But then I just see I and then I go see you know Knives Out or <gasps> The Gray Man, and I mean, okay, what an actor. Yeah. Fuck, he's good. Wait, he's in Gray Man. Yeah, he he's the villain. De- oh my god. Yeah, and Chris he's he's, he's, he's playing he's playing this sociopathic happy guy. He's just you know oh not there. Then I gotta see it. It's. I wouldn't say it's a bad film because it's definitely not. It's better than most, you know, Netflix action scenes. Of course, there are some shots that are like, how did this get through the VFX team? Yeah. And no one did a note, and something like that. Yeah. And you know, it's it's a lot. Have you seen the Nice Guys with uh, Russell Crowe and, uh, uh, and and Ryan Gosling? Yeah, some time ago. Though. Yeah, Ryan got Ryan. Ryan Gosling is just playing more or less the same character as mm. that because he's a lot. He's very quippy. He's just more action oriented. Yeah, it's it's not as good as you know. I would say the MCU's best and the Russo brothers' best that I've seen the the Winter Soldier. Uh-huh. But it's it's fun to see because you know to compare them most most of the time it's very interesting. Yeah. But one thing you know, in, of course, now we're talking about acting. Chris Evans, he's just owning it. He owns every scene. He's having so much fun. And he's... Oh, my God. He's just amazing to watch. He's just amazing. It's because not that he isn't in Winter Soldier, Captain mm. 1 and Civil War and all the Avengers films. He's yeah. very, very good in that. Uh, and I believe that somehow yeah. that that Chris Evans is not like six, like one and a half uh, one meter and 80 centi- 90 centimeters and a beef house mm-hmm. this is still a small guy weighing, weighing about like 60 kilos yeah but and, and, and that's commendable but he's so much better you know in Knives Out and The Grey Man he's having so much fun damn and he knows exactly what he's doing it's it's I, it's quite fun to see that in contrast in some way. I gotta see it. You, I, gotta you, go I watch think it. I have to see it. It's not a bad movie. It's no. it's it's still quite entertaining. There well, is probably a, just a small critique. Mm-hmm. There might be too much action in it. Whoa. Yeah. Okay. That like halfway through the film, I was like, okay, we're already having another action. Scene. That's crazy like, for you again, to see. Like one more. <laughs> okay, we're just going. I think. Mm. Let's go for it. Yeah, but all, you know, all of the sequences, all of you know, the set pieces yeah. are very good. Um, th- there's one with a bench out in the open. It's very, very good, and the opening sequence is probably also the best and my favorite. Mm-hmm. But, whoa, there's a lot. <laughs> there's a lot of action. It's like nonstop. Yeah. Like not like Mad Max, more than Mad Max probably. <laughs> 
Yeah. Mad That's Max crazy. At least, you know, Mad Max at least had, you know, they had a big break uh-huh. between, you know, the second and, and third act. But yeah. Yeah. But okay. Okay. Yeah, well. Okay. Okay. I gotta watch it. Cool. Well, now we've, of course, very, very briefly talked about yeah. some actors that we look up to and, and that we wanted to talk about. Now we're yeah. talking about a bit of our own experience. Just oh very shortly, just for fun. Yeah. Because everyone, of course, wants to hear about that. Obviously. Definitely. Definitely. So, Sean, why don't we take you through what... Oh, damn. Let's start with what projects have you done. Like my life story. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, no. what what project? Let's let's count them down. Oh damn! Okay, so let's I've start with musical. Let's yeah, break it I've down. done a lot of musicals. Okay, how many full um, in musicals? Le- including did, being an ensemble. Incl- yeah. Okay, um, I did all the sugar up. All sugar. The uh, the Elvis musical, mm-hmm. the Broadway musical. One. Uh, I did uh, the Hunchback of Notre Dame. The I don't know what version it was, but that was my first singing role. Ooh. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, that was pretty. That's cool. two. Um, then I did a Danish musical called Vi Maler Byen Rød. I know it. I know it. Yeah, mm. that's free. Bjerde Kær. Shout out. Then I did The Wiz, which is a jazzy blues version. It, it, it was Michael Jackson who adapted yeah. uh, The Wizard of Oz. Yeah, it's. Right, it's basically the Wizard of Oz. Yeah, but, but with, Michael, with Jackson Michael Jackson written music. And it was pretty good. I saw that. Was, you, you played the lion. I played the lion. Yeah, yeah. it was. Well, I I thoroughly enjoyed it. But originally, it's only Afro-American people playing the parts. Yeah, like the whole cast. The right? whole cast. Yeah, the whole cast. Yeah. Yeah. Um, cool. That's four, right? That's four. Mm-hmm. Then I did. Um, another Danish musical called Once Upon a Time. The Weingang. I don't know uh, that. No, it's a screwed up movie where, <laughs> <laughs> where Hans Christian Andersen is taken into Neverland or some kind of shit. Where, <laughs> yeah, it's screwed up. I, I That's played five? Um, Prince Charming and it was... Ooh. Freaking! Did you look like Nicolai Costa? No, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> no. Cool. That's five. Yeah, that's five. Um, then I did uh, Annie, the musical. Mm-hmm. I was a dancer. Damn. Oh. Yeah, you oh. did tap dance. Yeah, I was. I was a freaking. Mm-hmm. Tap dancer. I heard of it. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's six. Uh, that's six. Then I did uh, Hairspray. With me, right? With you. With me. That was the first musical we ever did together. That was my second ever musical. That's crazy. Um. What did I do after that? I did Romeo and Juliet on my uh, boarding school. After school. After school. Yeah. 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 It counts. I don't know if it counts, but it was. You just played Romeo, right? No, I didn't. Mm. I played Makushu. The, the one who dies. Yeah, the one who dies. Ah, uh, uh, the cousin, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. 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 It was so sad. The 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 best friend, you know. Hmm. Yeah. Um. Then. I so what's, what's that? That's, that's eight. That's eight. Then I played High School Musical 2. Ooh. Yeah, 2? Yeah. Oh, really? First then? Yeah. Oh, and that was with me as well. Oh, wait. No, 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 no. no. I'm, missing, I'm missing a big one. I'm missing Legally Blonde. You're missing Legally Blonde? I'm missing Legally Blonde. Yeah, yeah. And then yeah. what did you play? Emmett. Emmett Forrest. Emmett Forrest. Yeah. The male lead. The male lead. And then you did High School 2. Then I did High School 2. That's 10? That's 10. Mm-hmm. 
And then I did uh, Footloose. Footloose? 11? Uh, was the big baddie. Yeah. And Grease. And then I did Grease. So that's 12. That's 12. Where you play Danny Sukul, right? Yeah. Cool. Mm. And how much of a time span was that? Oh. From, from from the first to the latest. I the latest s- was Grease. That was yeah. last... Last May. No, this May. Yeah, this May. So this, this May. Not even... Yeah, a few months ago. A few months ago, yeah. Yeah, actually. Um, and the first... The production started in... You know, in uh, on uh, All Shook Up in 2014. So in eight years, more or less. Yeah. You did 12. I did 12 musicals. That's... that's, uh, that's I, I think it's okay. That's okay. I think it's okay. Okay. Did you have any other acting jobs? I'm not counting, you know, small productions. I'm... In, mm, I mean... You know, you know, not like the Christmas specials that we did. No, 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 no. Th- they don't count. But let's say a movie or film. I mean... I was actually in a Danish TV series for like five seconds, <laughs> just standing there <laughs> as an extra <laughs> called Dikte. I mean, does, does it's that, not a it's not a part. Does that count? I don't know if it counts. I I wouldn't say it counts. Okay, do do you have any acting credits that you would say counts more than these twelve? I actually did a short film. In the start of the summer, I would say it counts. Yeah, you play the the creepy guy, right? I, I play. Um, it's not out yet, but I play a guy um, who's out drinking with his buddies. He's been talking to a girl, um, and uh, the girl's really drunk, and he f- uh, gets her home, and then <coughs> he gets carried away. No spoilers. No spoilers. No spoilers. No spoilers. Cool. Okay. Okay. So that's thirteen acting gigs, yeah. more or less. Yeah, I would say in eight years. Yeah. I th- I think so. I that's that's okay. You know, for an yeah, amateur, you know, more, uh, no offense, but yeah, for an amateur. Hopefully more to come. Hopefully, yeah. Hopefully I'm sure. I'm sure of it. That's pretty good. So so being an actor. Yeah. What. What is that, you know, what does that mean? Because you, you've, you've been more or less, not, not a, with all respect, not as much as, a, you know, as a director or leader mm-hmm. of a project. But, you know, what, what is that, the difference? Because you can relate somehow. Yeah. You mean? As an actor, what, what is the difference between being an actor, being a tool, yeah. as we established, to being, you know, the leader and having the tools, using oh. different tools to build this story? Okay. So I got a funny story mm? about that short film I just kind of spoiled, but didn't. <laughs> <laughs> so I was um, I was pulling up on set, right, and I was just being very humble, just just being there, just hi, everybody. Um, but everybody was like, "Oh my God, it's the lead!" Okay, okay, get him in, get him some water. Like, you're the top of the food chain. As a as a tool, <laughs> like there's there's you and there's the director. Probably on the same state, the same hierarchy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. the same same level. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. And then everybody is below beneath, below. Yeah, it feels like that. Well, you know, I, I again, you know, the actor is probably the most. 
what, what can you say? Useful tool. Yeah. That that a director can have. Yeah, definitely. I would but, say. But I wasn't expecting that. <laughs> at <laughs> all. Oh my god! Like I'm important. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was. It was exactly like that. I'm important. Oh shit! I have to be important now. Ooh. Then you get sassy and just being. Oh, can you give me some water, please? Someone give me water. <laughs> Where's my cappuccino? I want a a, a chocolate croissant, yeah, not I didn't a, get a butter croissant. Um, my acting experience. Yeah, bring it on. Very, very short because I've never dabbled as much, mm-hmm. and I've been more of a music guy. We'll get into that in season two's premiere when we talk a lot about music and Ooh. sound specifically. I will be But excited. From 2018 to 22? Yeah. No, 21. Yeah, to 21. Yeah, 21. Yeah, yeah. which I would say includes the pandemic which i yeah. i would say i probably lost four shows in that yeah that's so sad at least three um which i could have done if there wasn't a pandemic okay. but in that i did first of all fame just i think i just got part of the t- they had already started but i got part of the team in january mm. 18 then right after that Just like a week after I wrapped that, I got part of Hairspray with Sean. Oh, yeah. And then the same... No, then in January 19, mm-hmm. uh, or February, I believe, I did High School One. Yeah. So that's free. And then right after that, I did All Shook Up. Yeah. Uh, not with Sean, another production. No, another production. Yeah, another production. And then right after that again... In 19, I did uh, what? Uh, what's it called? Uh, Rent. Oh yeah, that was a great. Yeah, great I, w- I was. I'm quite proud and very happy of yeah, the product that we I did. I get that. It it is niche, and probably even a cult musical. But I'm. <laughs> oh, I, it is. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I liked it. That's five, right? That's five. That's yeah. five. And then right after that, just. Wrapping that one month later, I started production or rehearsals for Saturday Night Fever. Yeah. That's six. That's six. And we played that in January of 2020, I believe. So that was just before COVID. Yeah. So just as this summer or the or in the spring of 2020, we I think two weeks before... Uh, rehearsal starting on The Wizard of Oz the, the, the old school traditional musical yeah. we shut down so COVID was quite going but we shut down completely and it was uh, postponed to the next year yeah. so then I did nothing for half a year and then the same what was it fall we did Legally Blonde yeah so what's that eight that's seven seven yeah that's seven seven, seven minus um, you know uh, Yeah, uh, yeah, the Wizard of Us. So yeah, I seven with I legally count blonde. That one. Yeah, seven yeah. with legally blonde. Legally blonde, and right after legally blonde, what then I did? That was in fall twenty twenty fall twenty twenty. Yeah, and then in twenty one, I did high school two. Yeah, and then right. I did the Wizard of Us. Yes, and right. I believe right after The Wizard of Oz, yeah. I started rehearsal on my 10th musical, yeah. uh, Cabaret, <sighs> which we got more or less halfway through until we got shut down again. 
and then it was postponed to next year, and then a month after it got postponed, it got cancelled entirely. Yeah. So I did nine. Probably could have done twelve, from eighteen till twenty one. Yeah. Twenty two, because we were supposed to be playing January twenty two. Yeah, that's right. In uh, of cabaret. Mm. So I had a very intense run. Yeah, you've but, been busy. But still, but still, you know, have Damn. one of one of the four, three years, four years, yeah. not being active anyway. Mm-hmm. So for two and a half years, I did I did nine musicals. <laughs> That's <laughs> fucking insane. That's crazy. There were also sometimes, you know, like what? Like, yeah, I have what's no going on? Time, like, I'm I'm going straight from work onto the stage. Yeah. And who are having one hour to do my makeup and getting into costume and rehearse and warm up and. Ugh. But again, it's a lifestyle. I, it's you know, I love it. You know, and again, the experience of doing live theater that that <sighs> both of us most. Yeah. Like when you do a song or a piece, mm-hmm. or you when you're ending a show and then you go out on again an applause. Like we sound narcissistic, yeah. and it it probably is. There's nothing. You can. It's just the best feeling. There's something ever. else to it. Yeah. There really is, and also you know when also when you, probably even better, I would I would say I think when we're doing in the middle of a scene, mm-hmm. and the show is going good and the jokes are landing and the performances are good, and you can feel the energy from the audience. Yeah. That they are happy, they they are hyped or they are sad. Yeah. When like. This is the feeling we are supposed we are feeling, and we can feel that you know the audience is f- feeling what they are supposed to feel, what we want them to feel. We succeeded. It's, and I, mm. you know, but also just the feeling of being backstage. You know, do you remember uh, Hasbury mm-hmm. when Modermouth Mabel? Singing her second song. You know, I did not because I had to change. No. Yeah. Oh, that was the best feeling of the entire show. It was Just probably the best songs to be in the choir of. Oh, like that, this big it, gospel number. It was. It was amazing. amazing, but I had to change very quickly. <gasps> God damn. Yeah. So I was I was running like further down to to the, what do you call the changing room? Yeah. To then change and then get back on. I. God yeah. Damn it. I never get to sing one single note of choir on that. Oh my god! But I know where I've been. It's just. <sighs> it's a great song. It was. Amazing. It's an amazing song. It was amazing. But uh, but yeah, I think we've touched. We've we've touched. We've been through a lot. We've been through a lot. We've yeah. touched. We've been like this is one hour and fifteen minutes yeah. almost. So uh, yeah, it was pretty good. How it was, was your drink? Oh, it's a bit flat now, but damn. Yeah, but but whatever. I don't mind it. It's still good. It's very good. It's still good. Cheers, man. Cheers. For 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 acting, performing arts. For acting, a performer. Hmm. Ooh. It's very very good. I'm looking forward to another shoot another time. Yeah. Cool. Can you like that? So uh, remember, you know, drink a lot of beer, drink water, and uh, stay hydrated. Subtlety is for stupid people. <laughs>